Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for pastors and church leaders. This is Andrew Cook. It's good to be together again. The Person of the Holy Spirit, the Christian Basic Series, returns. Back in the 1970s, a message was given in a church which had as its title The Forgotten Person of the Godhead. It was a talk on the Bible's teaching about the Holy Spirit, and it was given that title because the speaker had not heard a message about him for many years. Now since then things have changed considerably, and there has been a renewed interest in the Holy Spirit's person and work. But it has to be said that not all of this renewed interest has been good, because some false teaching has been given about the Holy Spirit that's not found in the Bible. God has given us the Bible so that we can learn all that we need to know about him and his work. So going away from the truth of God's word is a very dangerous thing indeed. As always, we look nowhere else but to the Bible to discover together the treasures God has in it for us. So here on Serving Today in our series on Christian Basics, we're going to begin looking at what it says about the Holy Spirit so that we can then teach about him to new and untaught believers. Remember, Jesus himself said in prayer to his Father in John chapter 17, Your word is truth. And that is good news for us because if what we believe and do is clearly taught in the Bible, then we know it is right in the eyes of Almighty God. It should also be said that this is a vast subject, the Holy Spirit, and we only have time in this series to have an overview of the Bible's teaching about him. So today we're going to look at who the Holy Spirit is, and John Hall is going to help us in the company of Derek French. It is indeed a vast topic, but it's life-transforming and exciting as you grasp who the Holy Spirit is and what he does. I wonder, listener, what comes into your mind when I say the words Holy Spirit? Today, we often think of things like power or some experience, rather than a lovely person who works in the world and lives in us Christians. So the Holy Spirit, you see, is a person. He is God. He is the third person of the Trinity, proceeding forth from the Father and the Son. He works in our world, and he works radically in each Christian. John, you've mentioned that the Holy Spirit is a person, and that's quite important because many people think of him as an it rather than a he, as if he were just some, well, impersonal force. Before we look at the Bible teaching about his person, could you tell us why people make this wrong assessment about the Holy Spirit? Yes, Derek. It's because even... We Christians see him as a power, and we often liken his work to an electric shock or some tingling feeling, something that we experience, something that when we've experienced it gives us power and is felt as power. And so we refer to him as it because we think of him too often 
like an impersonal force. This is wrong. It's not how the Bible presents him. And so it's good to be able to look in this program at how the Bible does present him. Well, let, let's turn to the biblical teaching then about the Holy Spirit's person. John, where, where do you think we should begin? Well, he is referred to as a person in the Bible. In John 15, verse 26, the Lord Jesus says, When the Counselor comes, whom I will send from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Here he is given a name, the Counselor, and the Spirit of Truth. He has a person's work to bear witness to Christ. Just as Christ goes on to say the disciples must also do and their people, because it says in verse 27, and you also must testify. Mm, yes, they're very personal terms, aren't they? Yes. John, why is he also described in that passage as the spirit of truth? He's the spirit of truth because he teaches the disciples, John 14, 25. He guides them into all truth, John 16, 12. He reveals sin, righteousness and judgment, the truth about men to them, John 16, 8. And he also reveals the truth about the Lord Jesus, John 16 and verse 14. The Holy Spirit enabled the disciples to teach and to write down the gospel. And so as a result, we have the New Testament. Oh, thank you for those. Going back to his person again, are there other biblical passages which state clearly that he is a person, the Holy Spirit? Yes, Derek. In John 16, verses 13 to 15, where John speaks of him in personal terms, he says he will speak. And in verse 14, though the word for spirit is neuter, he uses the personal pronoun he for him. He will guide. And as we have said, this speaking and guiding ensures the truthfulness and reliability of our New Testament scriptures. Perhaps you could read those verses in John 16 for us now, please, Derek. Yes, John 16, verse 13. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. So you see here, he's spoken of in personal terms. He will guide. He hears. He speaks. He makes things known. And so we can see him here really referred to as a person. Or again, it speaks of him in personal terms when it sees him as the author of the Old Testament scriptures in Hebrews 3 and verse 7. So the Holy Spirit says... Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the desert. John, if the Holy Spirit is a real person, as those verses have shown us, would it then be right for us to expect that he would respond and react to things as, for example, we do when others do or say things to us? That's right, Derek. He has personal characteristics. We've seen he's been referred to as a person, but he also has personal characteristics. For instance, you cannot lie to an electric current or you cannot grieve a powerful wind, but you can lie to a person and you can grieve a person. And let's look at those aspects 
of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Peter said to Ananias in Acts 5 and verse 3. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received from the land? And also the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians 4.30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. A person, not a force, is lied to and grieved. John, what about the Holy Spirit doing things that we expect people to do? Is there an example of this you could direct us we, to? Yes, Derek. So we've seen he's referred to of a person, that he's got personal characteristics, but he's also got personal actions. He acts as a person. We've seen some of that already, that he teaches, he guides, he speaks. And Luke writes in Luke twelve twelve, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Mm, yes, that's a very... Well, personal act, isn't it, it to, is. to teach? Yes. How about verses in the Bible that mention the Holy Spirit alongside other persons? Are, are there many of those? Yes, we've seen some of those already. In John 16 and verse 14, he acts alongside Jesus and the disciples. It says, he, the Holy Spirit, will bring glory to me, that's Jesus, by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. He makes it known to the disciples. He, the Holy Spirit, is a person and he's going to bring glory to Christ, who's also a person, and he's going to do that by taking from what is known about Christ and making it known to you, the disciples. So he's seen as a person acting with and alongside other people. Mm. John, we've sort of mentioned this fact that he has personal characteristics, but are there perhaps one or two other characteristics, personal characteristics, that apply to the Holy Spirit that, that we've not thought about at the moment? Well, yes, there are... Uh, things like knowing or searching. And we can see that in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 and 11, where it says, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. Then the spirit as a person is described like this. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. John, earlier we noted that some people have misunderstood even denied the personality of the Holy Spirit and have spoken of him as some power or force or, or energy, if you like. Is there a Bible passage that clearly distinguishes between the Holy Spirit and his power? You said earlier that sometimes Christians think of him as his power. And, well, is there a verse that would sort of clinch things for us? Yes, like? there, there is, Derek. In Luke 4:14, 4, it says this, Jesus returned then in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. It wouldn't make sense to say he returned in the power of the power, but the power of the Holy Spirit. So we've seen the Holy Spirit is a person because he's referred to as a person. He has a personal response to the actions of others. He performs acts proper to a person. His name is mentioned alongside other people. He has personal characteristics. Those who deny his personality and see him as a force say that these things are just pictures, personifications. But all the evidence in the Bible points to the fact that he's a person with a personal name, counsellor, comforter, and just as Christ is a person. And just as Christ helped the disciples, so the Holy Spirit helps the disciples and teaches them in a similar way. John, throughout this series, we regularly ask the question how the particular Bible teaching that we've been looking at, how it should affect us. 
what should be our response to this teaching that the Holy Spirit is a person? What, what should that do for us? Well, Derek, you can know and love a person. You can honour them. And as the Holy Spirit is a person, God the Holy Spirit, we should love him. We should not seek to grieve him. We shouldn't seek to sin against him. And we should seek to honour him as he lives within us if we are Christians. Well, we've learned today that the Bible clearly teaches us that the Holy Spirit is a person and not some impersonal power. And we've also learned that he lives in the heart and life of every Christian believer. As we teach this to new and untaught believers, there are two practical things that should help them, and indeed all of us, to honour the Spirit, and it's these. It's the Holy Spirit's work to glorify Jesus, and therefore, if we are to please him, then we must think very highly of the Saviour. Those who love Christ much are honouring the Holy Spirit much. And the second thing is this, as the Spirit of God is holy, so should we be. If we are to truly honour him, then we cannot do that by compromising our lives with sin and uncleanness. May the Holy Spirit himself help us to truly love and please him. Well, until next time here on Serving Today, this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye and may God bless you. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can now send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Until next time, goodbye.